Many yogis here, many meditators here. How can I keep this peace which I have found in meditation? Because as soon as I step out, in your case, you say a few minutes even, and the chaotic world returns. How is it possible? No? How is it possible to retain or maintain? this peaceful state. First, I have to tell you, nobody can do it. Buddha could not do it. They cannot do it. The one who says, how can I do it, cannot do it. You have to find that which is there by itself, which is what you are, which is timelessly peaceful. Not a peace that there is someone who is required to keep it. Because this someone is not stable. This someone hmm, has not been investigated who this someone who can do it is. And this is experienced by people who are hearing this kind of thing for the first time, they feel, oh my God, no, my God, like shock or, you know, but good news coming. The one who wants to do it, cannot do it. Can do it for a while, but cannot do it unbrokenly, cannot do it. You see? Who is this one who wants to do it? First you will discover that this is your inherent nature, your timeless being. You must come to this discovery, satsang is for this. And you will come. If you are open to what I am pointing, you will discover the peace that you don't have to keep. You will not become a peacekeeper. You will become peace itself, not peacekeeper. You see, this is a mistake all make. You want to do it? I tell you, the Buddha could not do it. Christ could not do it. They cannot do it as a person. Because presently when you speak like that, I ask you, who is the meditator even? Something is meditating. Even throughout the meditation, there is awareness that this is a process of meditation also. There is an awareness in which the meditation itself is carrying out. Something earlier than active meditation, intentional meditation. There is that pure awareness. 
in which all things take place. You are there. This is your correct position. The weakness of all this. And even this weakness is not mm, deliberately weaknessing, casually weaknessing the play of the manifest world taking place, including the sense of yourself meditating, trying to stabilize your meditation, appears in that as a phenomenon itself. It will take some time to get over the kind of the shock of that. But this is something if really, if you are meditating and the purpose of meditation is to discover truth and to be truth, then this thing must be cleared up. Otherwise, you will have successes and failures. Also, you say, somehow, when I come out of meditation, after a few minutes, what happened? The chaotic world returns. This is how it is conceived of and perceived by the individual mind. It's not that it's a chaotic world. Maybe it's the world, but you are experiencing it chaotically. You see? I remember one uh, account when in Satsang in Mumbai, uh, Sri Nisargadatta Maharaj was, having, was holding satsangs some while ago, and one man got up and he says, Sri Maharaj, I hear what you say, and it touches my heart. But if I am to be honest, in my case, I am always experiencing suffering. And Maharaj swiftly retorted, he says, No, you are not experiencing suffering. You are suffering you are experiencing. Who is the meditator even? This meditator will give you half an hour of pleasure. Hmm? Eight, ten hours of struggling, suffering, ten minutes of pleasure. Is it a good deal? Are you going to be the, the ten minute Baba? <laughs> ten minute. Uh, after ten minutes. No. Uh. Opportunity here is to discover what is here, not what is there. What is here? Even before you set out on some journey, let's find out where you already are. Before you go to try and get something, let's find out what you don't have. If you are lacking already. And this is the beauty and the power of inquiry. It is direct. It doesn't start off with an assumption. It questions the assumption, you see. And quickly, quickly, 
what is untrue is discarded or it falls away by itself also. So when I ask you, if you have, if you have, if you are presented with a choice now, here, what is your heart's choice, your heart's desire and wish in this moment? Can you identify that? Yes. Peace? Yes. A piece of peace or all of peace? Peace of peace of peace of peace. The peace of peace. <laughs> if you aim at peace, and it is the phenomenal peace, the experience of peace, the sensation of peace, then that may also come and go. For a sage, even if peace comes and goes, it matters not. If it comes and goes, he says, okay, I don't want to keep it, let it go. It's its nature to come and go. And that one abides in that which cannot come and go. Is there not some dimension or space somewhere in you? There is that which doesn't come and go. Have you discovered this or not? No. No. Then, what an opportunity today. It is there, nevertheless. It is here. But you have not recognized it. That's all. You cannot make truth, you cannot help truth, you cannot improve truth. You can only discover. Do you follow? So therefore, if I am correct in saying that the truth is ever perfect, then what are you trying to perfect? What are you practicing for and who are you the one practicing? Let's come basics, simple things. I'm not here to discuss philosophies. Hmm? Would you agree that if truth is really true, it must be always true? It cannot be sometimes true. Would we agree on this thing? Okay. Well, can we also add that it must be perfect in itself? That what is true, what is real, must be perfect in itself already? Ever perfect? Would we agree on this? Some of you know already this for yourself. Therefore, who is the one who is practicing? Just asking. No cynicism at all in this question. A question is being asked now. Who is the practicer? And what is the practicer's aim?
just asking. Let's start with you. It must be because you have an assessment of yourself, I am not yet perfect. And I must do something to reach that perfection or to drop the imperfection or something. Isn't it? What else is the purpose for any practice? I am not having a judgment against practice. We are only examining something. And we have to do this together. Can we, con can we accept that there must be, if truth is infinite, omnipresent, and already perfect, and constant, it must be here now, isn't it? It must be here now, isn't it? It cannot be merely at the end of a striving. Then, haha, thank you, now you've reached peace. Here you are, thank you very much, I have my peace, bye. It cannot be a commodity. It cannot be a commodity. It cannot be an object that a you is going to get this object. Do we follow? If you don't follow, then I back it a little bit and we can come again. If the truth, even if you, have not, even if you say, yes, it's not my experience yet, but somewhat, at least intellectually, I appreciate and I agree it must be like that. How can it not be like that? Otherwise, it will take you and me to perfect truth. It needs a bit of help. And I am going to supply the help that truth needs. Can it be like that? No. Something here already is perfect. And something here is already playing imperfect, appearing to be imperfect. This is where the identity is most strong. You are consciousness, but somehow manifesting inside this form, the consciousness which announces itself in the form as the sense, I am. It says, I am. I exist, which it says is the godly principle the godly voice inside the form says, I am. Do you know I am within your own self? Are you aware of that simple, stable, intuitive presence, the sense I am? Not, I am going to the market, I am going to get married. No, I am. Most practices are trying to get stable in the sense I am, to reach this place. The unmixed sense of presence, which is functioning as the weakness of the manifest and moving phenomenon we call life. You are the witness of that. And the position I am is the purest point of perceiving. The egoic sense, the feeling I am the body, that is deriving 
from the I am. It is a modification of the pure I am. I am this person. I am a man. I am this. I am that. That's later. That is already somehow a kind of modification, a fragmentation from that pure sense I am. Is this too complex for you, what I'm speaking? So it is at this point when consciousness descends to that position where it feels itself to be the body. I am the body. This is me. This is where I live. This is my address and so on. Okay? It is this identity which is still consciousness, but consciousness in a limited form because it's embraced the body and says, I am the body. This is my name. I'm a man. I'm a woman. This is my belief. This is my faith. And whatever qualities it's embraced and says, this is me, to that extent is its measurement in that moment. And it is that identity that is arising as the seeker, seeking truth, because it doesn't have the conviction, I am complete or I am truth. Therefore, it picks up a kind of practice or so on. All of this is the play of consciousness, by the way. We're not looking with judgmental eyes. We're looking for understanding. So this sense, I am this person, I, my way is I'm a, I'm a bhakta, or I am more in the path of jnana, yoga, I am in this, I am in that, and so on, to suit the differing temperaments of consciousness in its expression as life and people, individualities, and so on. It is that aspect of consciousness, consciousness in a contracted state that arises as the seeker of truth, that says, now when I meditate, when I meditate, this is, this is what I find. You see? But even the I who meditates or who experiences the world as being chaotic or difficult or painful, this I also is observable. Yes or no? Yeah. If it is observable, it cannot be the essence. It implies that a deeper state of awareness observes this I person. Is this your experience or not? Yes. So therefore, the meditator meditating, both the meditator and the intention to meditate in order to find peace, are phenomenal to a deeper seeing. Are we together on the same page with this? Okay, like that. While we're speaking and looking like this, see if inside something resonates and can confirm, aha. Aha. Yes. Yes, like this. If we turn the attention away from the intention to meditate, and from the identity as a meditator and don't touch any intention for a moment, what remain? Perceiving of the manifest functioning is taking place automatically, spontaneously. Just like right now you're here, listening, comprehending, 
thinking is happening spontaneously. You don't have to do anything for that. This is the marvelousness of consciousness. Hmm? If the meditator or the identity that is meditating is observable, what observes it? And the answer I don't want. Allow the question to some space to happen and to open up anew. Don't say the answer. Experience your finding. Hmm? However subtle, the object of perception hmm, reveals the intention to meditate, the end of the meditation, the minutes passing, the apparent world coming in and feeling chaotic. Aren't all of these things phenomenal? Will not another day, another moment produce other images, other pictures? What if you don't keep any of these pictures but just perceive them? Supposing everything you saw registered inside you. Supposing everything you experienced, everything you looked at, every flower, ding, became a photograph in your mind. Every person you see, you cannot forget. Every hand you shake stays with you. Every meal you had, you cannot forget. Every temple bell you heard, cling, cling, it was, you cannot get rid of. What state would you be in? What state would you be in? Thanks to the marvelousness of consciousness, nothing is leaving any footprints inside the consciousness. Isn't it? You don't have to transcend anything that you don't have any interest in. Suppose something has no interest for you. Do you have to transcend it? Even though you perceive, I can look at these things, I can look at this, I can look at it, can I suffer from looking at it? Does it write itself in my memory? No. This is the marvelousness of consciousness. Then why does some things do stick in you? Why does most things in the world that is available for perceiving doesn't stick in you? You look at everything. In, in minute detail, I can look at it. Turn away, it's gone. What are the things that are sticking so much? And do they need to stick?
as you, I am not going to tell anyone, try and unstick. I only point you to your true place. Be aware of this. Be aware of this. And your mind will be clear and light and open and full of love and peace. Don't worry about discovering the things of the world, this thing and then this thing and study this thing. No. If truth is what you are seeking, your path can be very simple. Very simple. We have a lot of ideas of what we must do. You also express some ideas that you conceive already, which are not in service to your truth. Like the world is difficult, everything is so hard. These are not facts. They are fiction. You believe them, so you believe them into existence for yourself. And now you must believe another technique to get rid of the other belief. You see? I wonder if you follow. Do you feel it is good to be here? Very good. Thank you. Yeah. Very, very good. Then continue being here and sit with an open sense, not grasping or pushing. Just be open, but not blank, alert, but just open. And if it speaks to your heart, allow space for that. Allow space for that. Thank you. Thank you. Man hi man sharmao 
Krishna, Krishna, Hare Krishna. 